This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches January 18th and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On NBA Podcast. Welcome back, NBA. After more than a week of preview podcasts, we are back. We are live. We're talking about basketball. In this episode, the Lakers, the Clippers in segment one, the Nets and Warriors, we can call that a game. We're talking about that in segment two. Segment three is going to be all about expansion, and we are your regular Wednesday host here to talk about it. I'm John Corrales, and I'm host of the Lockdown Celtics podcast, and you can find me on Twitter at RedsArmy underscore John. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Lockdown Pelicans podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Nola Jake. All right, so we had uh, a couple of games to kick off the season today, and or actually Tuesday, and let's start with the late game, a 116-109 Clippers win over the LA Lakers who received their championship rings, but did not unveil their banner. They're waiting until fans can sit in the seats. I think that's actually a nice touch from the Lakers waiting until the fans can celebrate the banner unveiling. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of like what the Raiders are doing, right? Where they're not letting fans into the new stadium so that people can really just kind of embrace it for the first time and have that moment. Good touch. I dug it. Meanwhile, on the court, the Lakers didn't exactly kind of go for it in this game. LeBron James played 28 minutes. Anthony Davis played 30. They were both done with about three and a half minutes to go. And at that point, the game was still within reach. The Clippers made a big run early, made a big run late, powered by Paul George and his overall 33 points, six rebounds, three assists. Kawhi Leonard, 26 points uh, and three assists. And let's see, they got double digits from Lou Williams, Ivica Zubac, Serge Ibaka, Patrick Beverly. Uh, Nice overall performance from the Clippers, uh, although they did forget how to play basketball there in the second quarter. Yeah, there was a stretch where it was kind of like, what are they doing? And they looked like a team that had never played with each other before, which was their kind of their issue in the playoffs, that lack of chemistry. But Paul George kind of needed this game, didn't he? After that slightly disappointing playoff run, like it's the first game you don't want to overreact to this, but going 13 of 18 from the field, five of eight from deep and wrapped to 33 points. Yeah, like he needed to come out and look like MVP Paul George rather than the playoff P Paul George that everyone has been making fun of for the past couple of months. So that was, I I don't know. I don't want to read too much into it. Opening night, the Lakers clearly had kind of the ring ceremony hangover and emotion that you see from teams in this game. But but Paul George needed that and he he delivered. Like credit to him. Isn't this like perfect Paul George though? That you can't now even have a good performance, an awesome performance. He took over midway, mm-hmm. late late third quarter. He just took over, would not let them oh, lose. Entirely in that quarter, just went off, yeah. Yeah, and, but it just plays into the, oh, well, of course, of course he went off in the first regular season game. This is when he goes off. <laughs> He's not going to go off in the playoffs. So, 
But that's but you're right. He needed that game. Kawhi Leonard uh, decimated the Lakers with those fadeaways in the middle of the lane. Uh, I thought Pat Beverly's two offensive rebounds in the in the middle of the fourth, about four minutes to go, were the killers for the Lakers. Uh, those definitely hurt them. I thought their defense wasn't as good as maybe it was going to be advertised. That might have something to do with, you know, LeBron not playing 30 minutes. It's the first game. Again, there's there's reasons for them looking a little bit flat. I know Dennis Schroeder's a pretty good defensive point guard, but he makes them less switchable when he's out there on the court, though I, I, I liked him overall, I think, in this, despite kind of a poor shooting game. But I wonder how that's going to maybe limit this team a little bit this season um, for what should be a really good defensive squad. And you saw it for a uh, stretch for both of these teams in the third quarter and start of the fourth. No one could get a stop in this one. Yeah, um, and and I think the lack of cohesiveness. They the the Lakers did do a good job of bringing in help, but that that help still needs time to to kind of gel. Marc Gasol only played twelve minutes. You played thirty minutes of Montrez Harrell. It's kind of how it went. Like how I I thought it would go, which is why, by the way, in my lockdown fantasy league, I picked up Montrez Harrell. Uh, I thought he was going to get a bulk of the minutes. Gasol is going to take time to integrate, and he's going to be a defensive uh, presence. He, he was he was rough out there. I thought for a while in this game. Yeah, like th- this is a team that's built for the playoffs. This, this team, I, yeah, I, I know. Like like Harrison Fagan, uh, who used to host the Locked On Lakers podcast, I, I he put out uh, like a week ago that he thinks that the Lakers are going to finish like fourth in the West because of like load management and different issues. And people like Lakers fans just destroyed him. I think he's right. Like this is going to take some time. This team isn't going to come together right away. Like I said, LeBron 28 minutes, Anthony Davis 30 minutes. They're not going to play him in a lot of these games. They probably only played this game because it was on national TV. Like they're only going to play the national TV games. So the Lakers, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. These guys are are not going to – they don't care about their seed. We shouldn't care about their seed. And we said – I remember sitting here yelling this into this microphone. Do not be fooled by early Lakers performances because by the time the playoffs roll around, they're going to come up on the upswing. Yeah, no, I fully agree with you on basically all of that. It's they're they're built for the playoffs. They're not built for now. They're not going to care. I mean, LeBron kind of hurt his ankle a little bit this one, and I don't think he came back in basically after leaving a couple of plays later, and he was just done for the night because it doesn't matter. They know that this is kind of a weird year. You've got you know kind of the quirks of all of that in there too. You know, come out play. It's on national TV. Don't don't get fined. Don't get in trouble. And there are new rules around that sort of stuff now too. But they're clearly going to save themselves for the run. Like, I'm not worried about this performance. It's like, I'll read into what happened with the Clippers, but I won't read into what happens with the Lakers, which feels unfair. But also, it's the reality of the situation. Absolutely. No, that is completely fair. It's completely fair. So before we wrap up this segment, let's read into a little bit about what happened with the Clippers. Two things, aside from Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, that that's fine. Um, one thing I liked is the center rotation of Zubac and Ibaka. I thought that's I think that's going to be a nice combination for them. And one thing I didn't like is the same thing that nobody liked uh, on Twitter from when I was watching their point guard situation, which might be something that they have to address at some point during the season. 
Yeah, that's going to, they need more of a creator, I think, in the backcourt than really what they have to kind of run an offense and quarterback things, I think, a little bit. And you could kind of see them go through that stretch in the second quarter where they really struggled with all of that. On Serge Ibaka, dude's going to be a steal at $9 million a year, basically, which is what he got and is a huge addition for that team. Yep. So, all right, we're going to leave it there with this game. Don't want to go too crazy overreacting to the first game of the short turnaround between two teams that made deep runs and are, are not looking for a ton from their stars. So, but oh, I will say though, 33, 33 minutes from Kawhi was uh, a little bit surprising. So um, we'll leave it at that. Coming up after the break, we're going to look at the debacle in Brooklyn where the Nets just destroyed the Golden State Warriors and look ahead to tomorrow's games. But first... I do you like to lay some money down on some games? You better believe it. <laughs> well, this is great because this is a great betting season. The NBA's back, playoffs are here, college bowl games. Uh, what else is there to bet on? All sorts of things. And look, one- it, you can find anything to bet on. <laughs> I think. Well, I'll tell you what. The one place that Jake and I trust for sure is betonline.ag. You can go sign up right now for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. So whatever you deposit, free money. They'll, they'll give you 50%. It's like I keep saying it's like winning a bet right away. Free money. So uh, what what do you like to bet on the most? Um, I, I do enjoy the NBA and it's college bowl season. You got to make some of these yeah. random games throughout the day. Very interesting. I find some of the prop bets very interesting. Like they had prop bets on this game. Like the first basket after the four, four minute mark is going to be a two pointer, a three pointer or a free throw. Like you can bet on all sorts of things on betonline.ag. So go ahead. Don't sit on the sidelines, get up, get into the action. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Before the break, you heard us talking about betonline.ag. You're definitely going to need a little bit of help making sure that you're laying your money down in the right places. Luckily, the Locked On Podcast Network is here to give you that help. The new Locked On Bets podcast just launched this week. It's hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee is red hot to start the season, and he shares a lock of the day on every episode. So subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. I hope... Oh, for Locked On Bets, I want to throw in a quick hit here. I'm a proud Tulane alum. They got blown out in the famous Idaho Potatoes Bowl the other day. And guess who said they were going to get blown out? Locked On Bets. I did not listen, and I lost money. Well, see? See? There you go. So you got to listen to <laughs> like Locked On really Bets. You want, really want the promo there. That's you. You bet with your heart on that one, didn't you? Oh, of course, had to. But I was Are not allowed- going to listen to them. But I should have. You should have. <laughs> uh, I hope nobody bet on the Golden State Warriors. Uh, although I did see that the under, I think, came in in this game. So there was something to bet on there. But the Warriors got shellacked 125 to 99 by the Brooklyn Nets. And the biggest takeaway in this is Kevin Durant looks just 
fine. Uh, yeah, he looks back. Like, I, I don't know what else we need to say other than <laughs> Kevin Durant looks back. Katie's 22 back. points from him in uh, 25 minutes. He didn't play any of the fourth quarter. 7 of 16. He, he was just really good. Like, I, there's no other way to put it. Kyrie Irving was good, too. 26 points for him. One thing I love about the Nets in this one was Karis LeVert kind of really seemingly accepting that six-man role, being Manu Ginobili-esque off the bench. He was great for him. 20 points, nine rebounds, five assists. That's kind of what you want out of him in that role. I think he's really well-suited to it. Kind of cool to see him accepting that and succeeding, at least in the first game. It's exactly what he should be doing. Um, I mean, he's sitting here... Uh, look, you, you can you can cry about your position, or you can say, "Well, I'm on a really good team, and I'm making pretty good money," which he is. I mean, he's he's under contract for two more seasons after this at fairly reasonable sixteen, seventeen, eighteen plus million dollars. That's exactly what you should be paying a six man. That's exactly the type of performance he should be giving this Nets team. Is like I've been be- I've been a believer in this Nets team from the beginning. I, I yeah, you like, have for like the entire offseason. Yeah, I I like the moves that they made. I loved the Steve Nash hire. I think they've just got it right. And again, we don't want to overreact, but the the real takeaway here is Durant looks awesome. Kyrie was hitting everything. Ten of sixteen, like you said, four of seven from three. They were moving the ball. The ball was popping. Whether these guys were on the floor or not, the chemistry, the depth, and and I don't want to make everything about James Harden, but this this would make me say if even those guys were like, we need James Harden, like look look at what we were able to do. And I know it's the Warriors, and the Warriors are struggling and trying to f- find their place, but I would just be like, let's see this through because the depth right now and the chemistry it looks good. Yeah, the depth is the big thing, and that's going to get decimated in any sort of big trade for another big-name player, particularly Harden. I don't know if that's the route they want to go right now um, because they looked really good in this game, much better than I was expecting. On the flip side, Andrew Wiggins looked terrible for the Warriors, 4 of 16 shooting. Although James Wiseman was a bright spot, 19 points. He moved well off the ball. Dude's really athletic. Um, Cool to see him getting the start and going out and playing like that. Yeah, I thought there were some empty calories there at the end. He 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 definitely padded his stats with um, some garbage time buckets, but at the same time, some of those were jumpers. So he he did show a little bit of touch. He did show a little bit of range. Uh, he showed some athleticism. He had a really nice move early in the game where he kind of faked the handoff and and drove down the left side of the lane and finished. That's it was not smooth, and I think the best compliment that I could give him is it looked rushed, it didn't look graceful, and he still made it look good. And for a rookie who hasn't played in a while, like that's something that uh, it's it's promising. I can see why the Warriors are saying I we we like this kid. Now he's not going to pass. I don't know if he's ever going to have. Did he did he have an assist in this game? Nope. He may never have an assist the way he was playing in this game, but uh, it's still, if you're looking at you know bright Why spots. not? Like, like let him, you know, on a night where Steph Curry is two of 10 from deep and you, you can see defenses trying to key in on him just a little bit more when you don't have Clay Thompson out there to kind of take some of that heat off of him. Um, I, I don't know. Let him cook. Why not? Sure. Like, let him do his thing. He doesn't need to pass. 
he does not need to best. But um, look, he, he early on when the game counted, he was making some real rookie mistakes, which it's expected for him, especially in his situation. Yeah, he should like, be. That's, I do not want it, but I, I also don't want to have it be like, oh, wow, Wiseman, 19 points on 7 of 13. Shoot. You look at the box score and you go, whew, Wiseman, what a debut. It was not a good debut. He padded his stats at the end, but still showed, I think, some some real promise there. Uh, and that's really the only bright spot, the only thing you can take out of this from the Warriors <laughs> because they got crushed early and never, ever recovered. So uh, They're also going to have a big rebounding issue this season, I think. Like, I, We don't need to go into that too much here, but they, they got killed on the glass, and I don't see that changing at all, really, throughout this year. Um, no, it, it, and we can go into the Warriors another time, or you can just go to Locked On Warriors because the Locked On Warriors will have you covered. Locked On Nets will have you covered. Locked On Clippers, Locked On Lakers. Make sure you're following all of these teams that have played tonight, so you can get real in-depth coverage from the local experts. Before we wrap up this segment, let's quickly go through. There's 13 games on the schedule. For Wednesday night. Let's go through a few of our favorites. And obviously, let's knock out the two obvious ones. My number one thing that I'm looking at is the game I'm going to be at. I'm lucky enough to be able to be in the building as a member of the media. For Bucks celtics 7.30 on TNT. I'm looking forward to obviously seeing Giannis. I want to see how Drew Holiday looks in a real game uh, next to Giannis. I'm also, because I'm the lockdown Celtics guy, I want to see the Celtics where they are, because they look terrible in the preseason, where are they really with real regular season effort? Can they move the ball? Can they be efficient? So this is a real measuring stick for the Celtics and obviously the two-time MVP in action. You can't miss that. No, I'm looking forward to that TNT at uh, 7.30 Eastern. I'm uh, The other game I'm looking at really is Pelicans and Raptors in Tampa Bay, which is weird to say. <laughs> I'm just excited for... Like, no restriction Zion, who has mm. looked really good in preseason. They're using him in a variety of different ways, getting him going downhill, kind of making him unstoppable when he gets near the rim. I don't know. That's just fun to me. Yeah, I, that's that's always going to be fun. I mean, he's he's must-watch. I don't know why. Well, I do know why he's not the, the national guy, because they have Giannis as the national guy. But either way, definitely a, a league pass-worthy watch for uh, for NBA fans. The other two games that I'm looking forward to are the late games, Jazz uh, and Blazers, uh, because I just want to see I want to see what the Blazers are. And yeah, I, like, are they going to be good like, or not? Like Charles Barkley is like right. Like th- there's so much variance between what the experts are saying and what other like. Th- I saw Kevin O'Connor say that they're going to be a play-in team, and I saw. Uh, like obviously we saw Barkley like, Oh, the, they're coming out of the West, which is normally the kiss of death. But, uh, so I'm, I'm really interested in seeing them. Anything you're interested in seeing from that game? Yeah. Like I'm curious how that defense holds up against the, the Utah jazz. I like what they did in the off season, you know, adding more depth at the wing, but Nurkic is not been normal Nurkic. And if he can really step up in this game, that's going to make me feel better about them not being a play-in seed and being much higher. You've seen people put them in like the two seed in the West, which might be a bit extreme, I think. They should be improved, but I'm curious if they're real on the defensive side of the ball because if they're not, they're, they're not going to go that far. And we're not just mentioning the Jazz because the boss covers the Jazz and might be listening to the show. 
We really want to see this game. It's going to be a good game. And the last one, I think, obviously, the late game, the 1030 ESPN game, Mavericks, Suns. I think Luka might be the MVP this season. I, I think he's he the, he's the betting favorite. I think he has a real If you, if you check, yeah. There you go. So go. if I had gone to that section of betonline.ag, I would have known that. But Luka <laughs> has that opportunity. The Suns are going to be fun. I'm, I'm very curious to see what the Suns are going to be like. Um Obviously, they had that big run in the bubble. Obviously, they made some additions there, Chris Paul and all of that. Uh, although I'm not sure if Chris Paul is going to play, um, but it's still going to be a fun game. I think Mavericks and Suns has the potential to be a fun basketball game, no matter what. Yeah, look, uh, that's going to be a really, really fun and improved Suns team that should be uh, ready. He he's listed as probable when I'm checking it right now, so. Seemingly like he will play in this one. I'm excited to see him in the backcourt with Devin Booker. And then Luca is Luca. He's the yeah. front runner for MVP for the reason. I'm thrilled to watch this dude play basketball whenever I can. So I will be tuning into this one late. With 13 games on the NBA schedule, you're probably going to face a wall somewhere in the middle of your viewing that you're going to need to bust through. And that's why you need to get yourself a packet of this Built Go, which I've used before. It's great no matter what time of day, whatever wall you're trying to break through, whether you're at work and it's like that two o'clock and you're dragging, you need to get through, whether you're standing outside the gym wondering whether you need to like, what can I do to, to motivate myself to get in there and work out? You just grab one of these ounce and a half packages, throw it into your bag, throw it into your pocket and take it with you because it's the best workout gel on the market. It comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. And what this energy do gel does is it combines with collagen protein to make it fast absorbing so it can get into your system fast. It's easy on your stomach and it's loaded with all this good stuff to ignite your work like beta alanine, B3, honey, B6, and B12 vitamins and a kick of caffeine to get you through that wall. And on top of it all, collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. So you'll actually look better using this stuff too. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. The NBA back, fantasy leagues are back, and if you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. There is no more reliable source than Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. More people trust him than any other fa fantasy basketball podcast anywhere. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get podcasts. A couple days ago, the commissioner had his annual preseason conference call. I was on that call. I heard him talking about a number of issues, and one of the questions he was asked was about expansion. We've talked about this a little bit, Jake, and basically the commissioner admitted that, hey, since the pandemic, we've kind of dusted off some of our analysis on the expansion issue. It's not on the front burner, but he didn't say it's not on, on a burner. They, they've lost billions of dollars. And I think that with two potential cities willing to give them billions of dollars in fees to start teams, it's a one heck of a way 
to make up the money that they lost during the hiatus. Don't you think? Oh, yes. Look, each team would be worth about a billion and a half. So three billion coming in. That's about somewhere between 100 to 200 million dollars for each owner. And just like, here's here's a bunch of money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think most owners, even if this wouldn't be a good thing for the league, which we're not debating today, would make a lot of sense that they might kind of go through with this. It also gives the the NBA a chance to right the wrong, because if you're looking at potential cities, the first one. Better freaking be Seattle, and that's not even a question whatsoever. So you've got Seattle in the mix. Then you can kind of figure out the other team. That's where it kind of gets a lot of fun. And I've got an answer for that second team because to me, there's only one answer to where the second team would be playing. These are my sour rankings for the week because anyone who doesn't pick this city is incorrect, and I hate you. And that (laughs) is Las Vegas. It is simple as that. Everyone wants to see a team in Vegas. It's Going to be more fun to travel to games there. Let's not pretend. And also, it might be a small market team that would be able to attract big name free agents because it's Vegas. Harden has already probably put in a trade request for the expansion (laughs) Las Vegas team. Wouldn't it be just the the most ironic if that... The, the first year of the Vegas expansion team is like the year after he retires. Is that the proper use of the word ironic or am I using it? In a yeah, that's more definitely, sense? that would be in a song about, the, yeah, about right, the phrase right. I'd be willing to bet. If they ever, if they ever update Alanis Morissette's yeah. catalog, like, yeah, James Harden retiring and then the NBA putting a Vegas team in there. It makes too much sense. They want to tie into more sports betting. Cool. Vegas, more revenue. It's a destination that people would travel to to go watch their team play. And you know what? NBA players wouldn't hate playing in there. I think it would be a lot of fun. Also, also, we love all the stupid drama that comes with this league. We'd live for this stuff. Imagine Twitter uh, for when some wild, like someone ends up with Mike Tyson's tiger in, in their hotel room on on a road trip to play the Vegas whatever team it would be. Like, we would love that. It would drive interest in the league. There's no other answer. Well, there might be another answer. And I, look, I agree with you. Maybe. Seattle, Seattle is number one to me. And and look. Not a question. Out of obvious, like, yeah, that's out of obvious love for the market. It just makes sense. Right. So I think anybody... I'll, forget, I'll just leave. Seattle's number one. My two choices for number two would be Kansas City and Las Vegas. I think only I say Kansas City. It's it's a sports town. It already has baseball. It already has football. Has the best football team in the league right now. So like this would be the time to. It's a passionate fan base. They I think they eat it up exactly. It's it it's clearly been able to support teams in the past. It's got. It's got history with the NBA, with the with the Kansas City Kings. It it has a natural kind of tie-in. I think it would work. And for me, if I'm looking at expansion, wherever it goes, Las Vegas, I'm 100% on board with you. If they want to do that, yes. If they don't, I say Kansas City. Put them both in the Western Conference. Move Memphis. Move New Orleans into the Eastern Conference. Young, up-and-coming yes, teams. That can make the Eastern Conference better. Now, if we had you, what you do, you you kind of water down the West, sure, but they, they, it needs to be watered down a little bit. In the East, think about this Eastern Conference: Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Philly, Boston, 
Miami, Toronto, Memphis, New Orleans. We haven't even gotten to the Indiana Pacers yet. You know, Orlando, Charlotte, Washington trying to knock on the door. Now you have a little bit more even structure of like teams really fighting to make the, the, the playoffs. So I think that's something that would just make a lot of sense. Uh, just a matter of the timing. Like when can they actually pull this off? But I'm, I'm happy to, I'm happy to fight right alongside you. Uh, either way, I think if either city I win, either I go to KC and get some killer barbecue or I get to go to Vegas yeah. for a road trip. I'm not fighting that at all. I like going to Vegas for summer league and that's July and it's 110 degrees. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, everyone likes going right. for summer league. I can't imagine going to a Celtics Vegas uh, road trip in January where the weather's actually kind of like seasonable and I, oh, maybe I wear a light jacket over there in the desert in the summer. Like that would be amazing for me. So either way, they'd I have win. the best home court, right? With nothing to do with the actual arena and where they play. It's just teams would be exhausted. Oh, yeah. Flying in. Like you have to really be careful with planning around that. Sort you of would stuff. have to put like seriously, and we don't want to like. You would have to put like tracking beacons on these guys or something. <laughs> they basically did in the bubble. The technology you know exists. I mean? Like, like that's <laughs> it. Really, is the ultimate home court advantage? Can you imagine? Like, what if your the schedule was? You have a Saturday game in Vegas, and you don't play the Lakers until Tuesday. Like, whoa, well, yeah, no, it's. That forget it. Yeah, forget it's, it. It's it's a disaster forget for that for that road team. We fixed the NBA again, Adam. You can send us the check in the mail, please. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a great podcast. I think, if I may say so humbly, uh, if you are a new listener, welcome aboard. If you're coming over from the Locked On Pelicans podcast or the Locked On Celtics podcast, we are a daily NBA podcast with rotating hosts, and we are here for you on. Wednesdays, I'm John Corrales, host of that Lockdown Celtics podcast. You can find me on Twitter at RedsArmy underscore John. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Lockdown Pelicans podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Nola Jake. All right. Make sure you're subscribed to Lockdown NBA and all the local experts on their local Lockdown podcast. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lockdown NBA podcast. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.